Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Would you say Bessemer, Alabama is the most important place in the nation when it comes to union and labor issues in in the workplace? For this moment, absolutely. Starting today, thousands of Amazon warehouse workers in Alabama will vote on whether to become the company's first unionized facility. I think that this is a really interesting case here where the little guys are going up against arguably the largest, most powerful retailer we have not only in our country, but in the world. This is sort of the biggest unionization effort that Amazon has ever seen on U.S. soil. There was another attempt back in 2014, but this one at this point has gone the furthest. Unions put power in the hands of workers. They level the playing field. They give you a stronger voice. After a week of pressure from the labor movement, President Joe Biden got as close as he could to endorsing the union vote. It's not up to me to decide whether anyone should join a union. But let me be even more clear. It's not up to an employer to decide that either. This could potentially push workers in the direction of joining a union, voting yes on a union. The choice to join a union is up to the workers, full stop. And if the union vote is successful, we could see a spiderweb of effect at Amazon facilities across the country. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today... My name's Rebecca Rainey. I'm a labor reporter for Politico. I'm based in Washington, D.C. Rebecca Rainey. On President Biden's decision to break his silence on the biggest union fight in the country. Rebecca, tell me what's happening at the Amazon warehouse in Bessemer, Alabama. So there's about 6,000 full-time and part-time workers who are voting in an election right now to decide whether they should be represented by the retail, wholesale, and department store union. Workers are demanding stronger COVID safety measures and relief from impossibly high productivity standards that leave many unable to take bathroom breaks. Amazon is also openly opposing this. The Intercept's reporting Amazon's paying a consultant with ties to the Koch brothers $3,200 a day to thwart the unionization drive. They're putting flyers in the bathrooms, according to some reporting. They're encouraging workers to vote no. They filed in the case before the National Labor Relations Board trying to uh, delay the election. And they also requested that the vote take place in person rather than by mail, um, as they had set up because of the COVID pandemic. So, you know, the company has definitely tried to slow this process from happening. And in a statement, you know, what they said is they just don't think that the union is the best way to represent their workers. From the workers' perspective, why do they say a union is necessary? So a lot of workers at this fulfillment center, which packs, you know, ships, organizes, kind of is the the last, you know, bit of the leg when it comes to uh, completing Amazon orders, they complained about having really long shifts. There's reports that some said that they quit because there was so much physical pain from working long shifts um, with only having two you know, short 30-minute breaks. Um, there were some reports as well about some workers being worried about having their pay docked 
if they took uh, too long of a lunch break. So there's lots of concerns here when it comes to their working conditions. Um, and being able to have a union representative there and also just when it comes to bargaining a contract in your working conditions, this would give workers a much larger hand or at least a a, a larger say in, in what goes on um, in the working conditions that they deal with every day. So last night, after weeks of keeping a distance from all of this, of not saying anything about the vote, Biden put out a video message about the unionization effort. What exactly did he say? Yeah, so during the week, there was a lot of news reports about the fact that Biden hadn't, you know, come out and endorsed this union election because of his campaign promises for being, you know, such a pro-labor president. Notably absent from making his support known in this whole thing is Joe Biden. Um, And it's really interesting because while this video mentions that the workers in Alabama are voting, he doesn't go as far as to endorse the election. He also doesn't even mention Amazon by name. Today and over the next few days and weeks, workers in Alabama and all across America are voting on whether to organize a union in their workplace. This is vitally important. He's saying that having a union can give you all of these benefits, worker safety, uh, higher wages. Um, He talks about protections from racial discrimination and sexual harassment. He talks about all these great things that unions can provide. They give you a stronger voice for your health, your safety, higher wages, protections from racial discrimination and sexual harassment. Unions lift up workers, both union and non-union and especially black and brown workers. And that essentially says, go out and vote. It's your right. No employer can take that right away. So make your voice heard. He even says, it's not up to me to decide whether you should join a union or not. So he is really walking a fine line with this. Um, And I think this is about as far as he could go. Um, You know, this is one way of him saying, hey, I support unionization and labor organizing, but... I'm not going to necessarily step out into the fray and call any of these companies out by name that workers say aren't treating them fairly. And that's why they're forming a union. What do you think this could mean for the unionization effort, having a president not necessarily endorsing, but putting out a pretty strongly pro-union message here? Yeah, I think that this is a really great advertisement for unionization, Um, you know, coming from the president of the United States. I think that this will definitely maybe put ideas in workers' heads or maybe make them realize, you know, some of the benefits that he's touting about unions. It could possibly make people lean one way or another. I mean, if you have the leader of the country, especially, you know, during this time right now when people are looking for a lot of guidance, saying, hey, look at all these benefits that you can have. By the way, it's your legal right to do this. It's almost, I feel like he's kind of riding off the tailwinds we just had from November with this energy to go out and vote. He's saying, use your voice. This is you doing that in a similar way, but in the workplace as opposed to participating in the democratic process. Obviously, Biden breaking his silence here doesn't mean that the vote is going to be in favor of unionizing. But let's say it does end up that way, that the unionization effort is successful. That would be the first time this has happened to Amazon in, in the U.S., that its workers have unionized like this. What does that mean 
for Amazon as a company. If the unionization effort is successful, I mean, this could be a model for other uh, similar organizing efforts at other Amazon facilities across the country. Um, if they were successful in Alabama, you know, in the South, which is not typically a pro-union area, a lot of the states down there have um, more restrictive collective bargaining laws, um, you know, this could be a chain reaction. You know, some places who thought they couldn't organize because of how big Amazon is and how powerful the company is, maybe will change their mind. Maybe they will start organizing at their facility and, you know, I think that would be concerning to Amazon, which has opposed these kinds of organizing efforts in the past. Rebecca, Rainey, thanks so much for talking with me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Also, today, in one of the final steps needed for Johnson & Johnson's coronavirus vaccine to be administered to the public starting this week, a CDC advisory panel is unanimously recommending the shot for Americans 18 and older. On Sunday, just a day after the FDA authorized emergency use for the shot, 12 members of the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices endorsed the shot, with none voting against it. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is the first single-dose shot authorized in the U.S. and is easier to store and transport than the two-dose COVID vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna, though its efficacy rate is lower than both. The Biden administration says roughly 4 million J&J shots will be sent out this week, including 2 million to states and another 2 million to pharmacies and community health centers. And Virginia is now the 16th state to pass a law fully legalizing marijuana for adults. Over the weekend, the state House and Senate both voted in favor of the legislation, with not a single Republican voting for the bill in either chamber. Virginia is the first southern state to pass a bill fully legalizing the drug, and it puts pressure on neighboring states like Maryland. Under the legislation, marijuana possession wouldn't become legal until January of 2024, when regulated sales are also set to begin. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, check out some of our other shows like Politico Energy, Nerdcast, Pulse Check, and the Playbook Audio Briefing. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.